When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Yeah! Hello, I'm Charles Commons. <laughs> Welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the award-winning podcast about Northampton Town Football Club. This week we're looking back at the 1-0 defeat to Mansfield, NTFC women's emphatic victory over Leicester, and Neil's got a brand new lost letter to share. Um, before I introduce Neil Edgerton-Scott and Danny Brothers, we've received lots of really lovely feedback on the podcast over the last couple of weeks, including one from our guests on last week's episode of the preview show, Mansell Matters. Um, so thank you to everyone who's been in touch. <laughs> bless, bless you, Neil. Excuse me. <laughs> thank you to everyone <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's been in touch, and thank you to Danny, who has put in a lot of hard work as well to get the preview show back up and running this year. I just wanted to say that, Danny. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. I enjoy it. That's a round of It's a lovely episode this week. They're all lovely episodes, but Clive and Craig were beautiful company. I, I, I'll be honest, though. A bit annoyed with Clive. Oh, what's Clive done to you? Clearly didn't go and get enough cups of coffee, did he, on Saturday? He didn't, Saturday no. Bloody hell, Clive. He didn't get any. God. Put yourself out, Clive. Get out. I enjoyed that they started asking me questions about my favourite biscuit. Oh, yes. And I can't believe... Yeah, hang on a minute, though. Hang on a minute. Danny Brothers... Yes. 
What biscuit did you forget to mention? Oh, this is the Christmas bourbon, but I'm going to cancel that out, Charles, by saying that that's a seasonal biscuit. <laughs> so it technically can't be a favourite biscuit. Well, it's like saying, it it's like saying, it's going to be a favourite. Just because you, in, in fact, I'd, I'd maybe say that it makes it even more likely to be your favourite because you can only have it at a certain time of no, year. No, no, if I want a biscuit, I want it all year round, Charles. And oh, okay. That, it, it goes out of the debate for me. It's a lovely treat. Right. Uh, in December, yeah. What so did you go the, for in the as end? As soon as the pogues come on. <laughs> get your Christmas bourbons out. Um, uh, I went for the, uh, what was it, chocolate hobnob, Charles? Chocolate hobnob. Yeah, which was, I believe, John Joey Tall's favourite. Uh, Dark uh, biscuit as well. hobnob. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Get that Make in. it up a level, don't it? Yeah. Ooh. Yes, dip it. Dip While it. we're on the subject, shall, shall we, Neil, what, what's your favourite biscuit? Well... Do I have a favourite biscuit? Is it the pink wafer? No. <laughs> never <laughs> got it. I never, I never understood the excitement for the pink wafers. No, it was, I, yeah. I only ever got pink wafers when I went to visit my nan. She always they got were a very nan biscuit. It's a very nan biscuit. I do like a dark chocolate. Anything mm. dark chocolate, really. or Jammy Dodger. Yeah, a jammy Dodger. I'm a I'm a fan of the Golden Crunch. Oh yeah, that's a that's a nice one. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's a, it, not quite. Uh, well, what is it? Because it's not ginger biscuit, but it's a it's a it's a a bit like a bourbon in terms of it's two biscuits sandwiching some cream. Oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what happens in Stephen who stays in Stephen <laughs> I'm at delightful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope Matt I, and Steve is I have a biscuit well. related question. Mm. You can't really get a horrible biscuit, I don't think. Yeah, no. You can get ones that aren't as nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can get okay. ones that you think, mm, that's not my favourite sort of biscuit. You still eat it, though. Mm. I don't think there's a biscuit I won't eat. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. If anyone can come up with a biscuit that Neil would not eat. It has to be a real it. biscuit that you can buy in a shop, though. You can't obviously be like, well, a poo biscuit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd still eat it. <laughs> I love biscuits. One of my vices, biscuits, actually. Oh, me too. I'm, yeah, I'm a good biscuit. I'm a, yeah. I'm a biscuit procrastinator, if that makes mm. sense. I, I will procrastinate by eating biscuits. It, they're dangerous, though, aren't they? Because next thing you know, you're half a pack down, and then you're in that conundrum. Should I finish the packet? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you've dove in already. You might you as well. As well. Yeah. You may as well. Also, they go soft. There's, there's part. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> don't want that. Um, <laughs> it's also the conundrum in there that you want. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> you say nobody wants. <laughs> <laughs> Some people probably do. <laughs> it's also that conundrum is there whether you need to finish the packet to hide the evidence that you ever opened yes. them. Yes. <laughs> That's the problem. Yes. Uh, so yeah, anyway, um, talking about soggy biscuits, Mansfield, Mansfield away. Town away. Oh, I mean, we never yeah. win there. Why were we even optimistic about it? I don't understand we were why we in the were league. so happy. Because <laughs> we were third in the league. Were being the um, now yes. optimum word. I think. I actually think the. Performance and the result against Mansfield has seen a realization in more fans than not. I think that we were 
potentially in a bit of a false position. I mean, I think we've spoken about it a fair bit, actually, haven't we? But we've said, was that some music just sneaking in there? I can't tell. I think I think it might be yours, something to do with your microphone, Neil. No. Anyway, carry on. Well, carry on. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if you and Twitter's not necessarily the best place to garner reaction, especially immediately after a loss. Mm. But there's more so than people getting, I think, frustrated now. And I don't know. It, the worst thing I think about the game, the game and the result against Mansfield is, I think we all kind of expected it a little bit, mm. <laughs> which isn't good. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think. For, I mean, look, hands up. I didn't watch it. I didn't even listen to it. I, uh, well, I tell a lie. I turned it on. Heard the goal go in and went, oh, I'm not bothering, <laughs> and turned it off. <laughs> I, I, because, I mean, I was busy. I was doing so. I was out. And it was just that moment where we were driving. I can't remember where we were driving. We were driving from one shop to another. And I just thought, right, I'll pop it on. And I'd had a bit of trouble getting iFollow to work in the first place to get the, uh, the commentary on. And by the time it started working and then that happening, I was just like, no, forget it. I'm, I'm annoyed now, and I'm even more annoyed because we've just conceded. Um, but I, I, I see what you're saying, Neil, in terms of like, it's very, you know, instant reactions. They tend to be, and, and this is both, you know, when, when we've won or when you've lost, they, they tend to be very over the top is... Emotionally charged. Yeah, emotionally charged, yeah. They're maybe not as um, all-encompassing. Oh, no, I'm one of the worst for it as well, by the way. I'm not Uh, criticising people. I'm terrible for it. (laughs) But, I mean, it's one of the reasons why we don't do an instant reaction pod or (laughs) (laughs) or anything like that. Because it would be like... (laughs) Shut the club down. Shut it down. (laughs) Close it. Close it. (laughs) Bulldoze six, it'd be all of that. It, it well, would be, and you know, you wouldn't. Be. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it would be very much just not thinking. You know, it's that whole thing, isn't it? When they say about um, football managers, you know, they should always take a little bit of time before they go and do their interviews. Um, otherwise, Dean Austin turns up. Yeah, it is that thing. I think a lot well, of football Keith Cole took that a little bit too literally, did he? <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes. Like poor yeah. old Tim's waiting for him on the pitch. Three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of managers always say as well, don't get we don't get carried away when we win and we don't get carried mm-hmm. away when we lose and stuff. So John Brady's you know, been saying that all season to be fair. You know what I'd like I to know see. he's changed tack now, he's he's changed tack to blaming the refs, hasn't he? So oh, Do you know what I'd like to see though? I'd like uh, to see us yes. get carried away when we lose, and I'd like to see us get carried away when we win, because I feel like everything's a bit too passive. Agreed. And I think it has been all season. I agree. Um, I think, in, in, and that's not just John Brady, but it is partly down to him. It's the players. I know Liam Roberts has a bit of a go at the end of every game when we win, doesn't he? But I feel like, from a fan base, we're a little bit passive. We have been all season. Like, a win's just like, okay, we won another game, blah, blah, blah. We'll move on. It's not... It's Tranmere, I think, probably felt the only game we've properly celebrated a, a victory this season um, at home. For the, for the anniversary anyway, game. For the anniversary at home. Yeah. I know there's there's likely been away games where we have and it's felt more like that way from home. But I just think we've gone into a, a game like that on Saturday. Potentially, people could tell us differently because we've only watched it on iFollow. But it feels like the seven games to go, 
we're in a match against a promotion rival. Mm-hmm. We're away from home. We've taken nearly a thousand fans there. It didn't feel like it has done in the past. Right. As in, it didn't feel like people believed that this was a promotion game. It felt like just another Saturday afternoon game. And I was yeah. there in front of the, the screen, just getting wound up by every decision and really into it and really like fired up for the game. And I just, it's nothing against people who went and, and stuff, but it just didn't feel like the team is creating the atmosphere where we can properly get behind a promotion push. It just feels like we're there and it's happening in front of us. And it doesn't it's feel funny. like it doesn't feel like there's that thing that we usually get with promotion seasons where we're properly like singing about a play all game or we're properly there's these characters in the squad that you can just really get behind and players who you who you know you can trust and you know you're gonna just have fun watching. Um and other teams seem to have that and we don't seem to have it. I don't know what it is. It just it feels really weird. We're just really kind of rolling through the season and this playoff or promotion challenge wherever it is is happening and we're not getting involved in it it it's, just feels odd to me you made a point there, didn't you neil in the on on our whatsapp group with the i mean you, you threw some stats out there did you yeah. and good stat. i'm all about the stats love it love a love a good stat, stat but it feels like because don't get me wrong, after after last week where I was going, all right, positive podcast, we really want to have a really positive episode. And I'd love to be as positive as we can this week, but there's got to be some realism here. And I think, Neil, your stats bring some realism. Yep, so I think they do. The stats what? that you sent to me, and, and yeah. I'll, I'll caveat this. Well, well, I haven't just to you. I haven't, Danny as well. right, I went to put on the WhatsApp app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not checked them, just a caveat. <laughs> but they are Neil's stats. <laughs> Neil's strong stats of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Cobblers have the second lowest successful pass completion percentage in the league. They have the second lowest number of short passes in the league, which I believe is only um, one above... Sutton. Um, I think it was Sutton, yeah. Yeah, they have the second lowest amount of goals scored from open play. And in terms of shots on target, we're the 19th best in the division for that. Eddie Heights. Um, Remember at the start of the season when we did the fans forum, one of the things that John Brady said, uh, I've written the word promised here, I I think he promised, (laughs) bums off seats football. I I don't really see that happening. And I think maybe that is the problem. And that's where your apathy, if you like, Danny, that you're seeing or you're feeling is maybe coming from, is that it isn't exciting to go and watch necessarily. When we do win, it's great that we've won, but it's not necessarily been a fantastic game where we've dominated and, you you know, there's been loads and loads and loads of chances. I mean, I come away from most games, being honest, going, oh, we've had maybe, what, two shots on target? Mm. But I don't, think, I don't think I'm apathetic at all. I think no, I'm I don't just, mean you. I mean, um, I, the description that you were giving was that maybe there's a bit of apathy rather than excitement. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like that could have been a game, or it should have been a game on Saturday, where the fans are there from the off and going for it and the players are properly pumped up and are, like really getting stuck in and... Yeah. Like really feeling it, and after the game, you feel like John Brady comes out again and saying, "You know, he's gone from saying, oh no, people would have been happy if we were second at the start of the season.' Then he's gone to 
people would have been happy if we were third at the start of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how low it's going to get yeah. before um, we get to 10th. And it's like, well, you know, this is what we expected. And, I, I, you know, part of me thinks, okay, fine. But, and if the season works out a different way and it, it's we start off a little bit badly, we power towards a playoff, then obviously there's a bit of a weird, different dynamic about it. But the whole thing just feels like it's not a promotion challenge and we're just there. And I don't, I, I'm still trying to put my finger on what that is. We're trundling along. We're Lee trundling along. We're, we're not. We're, no, that would be great. If <laughs> that would be great but, if we were Lee trundling with, along. But yeah. if you look at like, your point about Mansfield on Saturday, Danny, in in past times, we'd have sold that away and out. Yeah. It would have been bouncing. And it mm. would have been... But I think... I don't know. I mean, I can't speak to other people or anything. There's probably an element of cost related to that at the moment. Times are hard right now. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of cost of living stuff and, and all that sort of thing and stuff so it's probably an element of that and there's probably also an element of what you said Charles the, the football isn't particularly enticing to be honest I mean it's not quite as bad as when Keith Curl was in charge but it's not far off if we're brutally honest I mean, and there's you, also yeah not really any characters in the squad there's the, the quality of play is relatively poor the odd slight bit of quality occasionally comes from Mitch Pinnock, doesn't it? Like, but mm. outside of that, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I was, when you were saying, Danny, when you were saying that you were watching on, on iFollow and you were like getting angry at the decisions and stuff, I was the complete opposite. I, I was laid back on the sofa and nonplussed. And I think, I don't mm. know why, I just I just felt like it was inevitable what was going to happen. Mm. Yeah. So uh, mm. that's for the, and but, it works both ways, right? That the fans should sort mm. of get the team going, but... But you even look at that Wembley team, don't you? When we went under Curl, and at least you've got Nicky Adams in there. You've got the likes of Alan McCormack, and even for Dane Oliver, Callum Morton, yeah. Jordan Turnbull, Charlie Good. You still you had that feel about them where you could properly get behind them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about this this team. It feels like it takes a defeat for us to see that and to see yeah. that there are no character that when there is characters, but there's not as many. There's not a as strong a team, I don't think, as there was back then. Would you, would you say that it's maybe the bond? Because I'm, I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head how many songs the fans, our fans, sing about individual players in this team. Yeah, we don't. We don't I, really I do. can't think of any at all. I mean, Liam obviously, Roberts. you know, Liam Roberts gets a song, doesn't he? But a goalkeeper traditionally gets a song as they walk towards the goal before kicking off. Yeah, Alan Koiki had a couple. Oh yeah, Ali Koiki had one, but not nothing like. There's a couple. Of, there is a couple of others, but, but it doesn't feel like, like it. <laughs> a couple we sing, we just, they don't want to hear. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel like to me that that there is that many compared to in as you're saying teams gone by. You know, I I, I just don't I, whether that's a thing where it's players don't problem. stay for long enough to really get in there. Because, I, I mean, I look at it and I say, I said, you know, you're, you're saying that there's no characters in the squad. I think there are characters. I think they just don't necessarily have an affinity with the fan base. Well, they've not been here long enough, maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think because Liam Roberts is definitely a character. Yeah, I mean, he's going in the summer anyway, isn't he? So. Probably. <laughs> Um, I think Aaron McGowan is a little bit as well. I think, yeah. yeah, I think he's a bit of a character. I mean, you know, like one of the things that is going to stick in my mind about Aaron McGowan from this season is his post-match interview after the Rochdale defeat. 
where he where he got substituted and he clearly wasn't very happy about where he the position that on the pitch that he'd been playing and you know I think to myself that's a, that's a you don't get that from many professional footballers who mm. who actually tell you that they're annoyed that they're pissed off because they had to be played in a different position to what they actually mm. play in. Um, it feels like we're a bunch of players that are on their way through to somewhere else. That like it doesn't feel like they are invested in what we're doing now. It feels like they're here for a season and see what happens. Do you not think that that's like a lot of teams in League 2, though? A lot of teams, yeah, but not promotion teams. Like, you look at Mansfield on Saturday, you see a team, you see, I mean, especially their strength. Like, oh, they look so not, much stronger. They're so much stronger. They completely overpowered us. Which you could argue is, physicality. Your, is, is, you could argue, they. I'm sure they're not necessarily sh- stronger, you could argue that was just them showing that they wanted it more. Yeah. Well, what I mean, though, is that, you know, how many teams in this division, how many clubs in this division get to build a team over a number of years? How many How many of those teams have really low turnovers of their playing squad every summer? I don't think it's... I don't think we're alone by any stretch no. of the imagination. No, no but the one team I, that have done that at top of the league, the top two essentially have done that yeah and that that's that's absolutely fine and fair to say absolutely we're not we're just not there but there is you know there are there are four promotion places in this division aren't there and the one thing that i think it would be unfair not to mention is the fact that essentially if we go back to pre-season you know john brady uh i, I don't think calderwood was necessarily that much involved but they they started from scratch. I mean, I think they've said this, haven't they, recently? They started from scratch in their recruitment process. They didn't have a list of players that was, you know, built up over a period of time. It was literally... Don't care. I mean, I... Don't, I, think I, I don't get... I don't like that excuse at all. I'm not no, giving... I'm not saying it's an excuse. excuse. <laughs> I'm saying that... <laughs> I'm saying... <Shut> up, Charles. <laughs> I, I'm saying that it's only right that you turn around and say, well, look, you know, at the end of the day, they, they put together a team that was good enough up until maybe, let's say, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, to really be competing for automatic promotion, which is the majority of the season, right? Now, mm. I would... I would Personally, I would go and say then on the back of that that January let us down an awful lot. Yeah, agree on January. We lost the recruitment was poor. Losing Martin Foyle. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to stand in anybody's way if they want to move on and do something that they want to do at a, and, and they're gonna get that at another place. That's that's absolutely fine. But certainly losing him and, and not actually having someone to replace him as a you know, whatever it is, director of recruitment or whatever it was, a head of recruitment. It shows really, doesn't it? Because all we brought in during the window were, well, what, about 700 strikers, all of them pretty much either not fit or liable for injury. The one midfielder that we bring in, it just kind of, and I know you can't predict this, but he goes and gets injured. But I mean, again, he came to the club, he wasn't fit. You know, so it's not as though he was he came into the club all guns blazing, ready to go straight away. He was always going to take a few weeks to get up to speed, just like the rest of them, you know, were going to. And then he goes and gets his jaw broken broken, which of course you can't look and say, Oh, that might happen. You know, that's that's just bad luck. 
But then we've had these injuries as well. And you, it does then make you go, well, the recruitment just hasn't been good enough in, in January, whether it's to get the right depth or to get somebody in that need. I don't think we were ever going to necessarily go and get a striker that was going to do what Callum Morton did. That's very lucky that that happened, I think, personally. I mean, maybe I'm being disingenuous to Keith Curl there, but I do think it's there, there is a huge element of luck. You bring a, a youngster in from a Premier League or a Championship side as a striker, you know, you don't know that they're going to be able to score goals in, you know, League Two. There's no history of them doing it. And then they come in and they do score. Mm. I mean, they're, they're going to leave you of... and get moved on like Atete did, like Morton did, you know. It... But a lot, a lot of what Morton brought was attitude, wasn't it? It was his attitude. You could tell from the start he was willing to put in a shift for the club for the fans that were watching him. He had a hunger. I, he had a hunger and he had a desire to do it while it was here for us. Are you I saying that you that. don't think that Apare, Labala... Well, Apare's not alone, is he? Apare, Apare's Zimba. A, okay. Apare's a long-term. I, I, I think he's fine. Labala, okay. I, I haven't seen anything of quality-wise. He puts in a bit of effort. I don't see it in him that, or Zimba particularly, that they want to do it for us. I don't see it in a lot of the t- players that are here long term or that are that are here like for longer contracts that they want to do a, it. I have like, a you, theory on it. Go on. Do you you may remember, you should remember we were there, but <laughs> at the start of the season, and I think it's been alluded to a couple of times throughout the season, that John Brady had asked the players to come up with their own target. Mm-hmm. What are you going to achieve? Oh yeah. Hmm. And yeah. it's come up in conversation in interviews a couple of times. We're still on track, you know, with the target the players gave, gave themselves or something along those lines. If that target, right, so I have a, I have a bit of a, a mini gripe about it, depending on what that target was, which I will never know. Mm. Um, so my, my mini gripe... wasn't first, we know that. Well, <laughs> so th- th- this is my thing. So if the players have come up with, I mean... A, a target of themselves, and they say we our target is to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you're then sat in third for a period of time, in the back of your head, all going to be all right. John Brady's not going to bollock us because you know, even mm-hmm. if we lose a couple, we're still going to be in the playoffs, and so we're on track for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's a bit of a far fetched it- theory, but I mean, I know if it, if I was at work and I, I mean, a I would, I wouldn't my team to set the target because what they would set wouldn't be what I would want them to achieve. I would want them to achieve more. So there's a, I just got, it's one of those things I've just been thinking about over the weekend and I'm sure it's not as simple and as cut. Cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's more, more to it and stuff. It might've been, you know, who knows, like 1.8 points a game. That's our target. Um, I don't know. Who knows? But I, I, I mean, just trying to, I wonder, though, whether on the back of that, so let's just say for argument's sake, because obviously we don't know, but let's just say that the play, the players themselves targeted the playoffs. Yeah. And they say that's, you know, that's the answer that they give John Brady. And then the way that the bonuses are worked out for, you know, the seasonal yeah. bonuses is based on, right, okay, well, if that's what you're aiming to achieve, well, mm-hmm. if you don't get the playoffs, no bonus. 
because you've not achieved the thing that you guys have decided that that's what you're going to do. If you do get to the playoffs, then you get your minimum bonus because that's what you're saying that you're able to achieve. And you then give them a higher bonus on the basis of automatic promotion and an even higher bonus for winning the league because it's incentive driven then. So surely at that point, what the players are doing is that they're going, okay, so we'll get a bonus if we get into the playoffs, but it won't be, you know, spectacular. It's just what is essentially expected of us. Whereas if we get automatic promotion, we'll earn more money. And obviously the further up from that you go, the more money that they'll they'll have necessarily been offered. I mean, obviously we don't know what the bonus structure is at the football club. We don't know what anybody's wages are or anything like that at all. But as with any game of football manager or any, you know, like you, you're saying, Neil, if your team at work, you want to incentivize them. Well, you're not, if, if you want them to achieve one thing, you're not going to just tell them, oh, this is all I really want you to achieve. You're going to, say that you that you want them to get better than that because then you'll secretly be happy if they actually do achieve the thing that you know you needed them to do mm. but you'll be over the moon if they hit the target that you set them it's not then down to the players though isn't it to to go above and beyond what they set themselves yes exactly if, I, like, yeah. if i've got a target if i'm working on something if i've got a target you automatically think well what can i do better and what can i do more mm. than that but that that's, and that's you and that's because you care enough about but, whatever you're doing but that's that's the thing but that you look for ma- me in my role and yeah. going back to your point do the players care enough who knows like i'm not saying they don't care mm. but but then you, you you look back and i know it's probably a lazy thing too but you look back on teams that got promoted in the past and you think See, pretty much the even Dean Peer cared enough to you saw it in him that he wanted to win every game. He wasn't the I'd best love quality. Dean, I'd love but, Dean Peer right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Samo Razor, you could never say against them that they didn't want to win every game, and you wouldn't say no. they were never the type of characters. Chris Hargreaves, never the types of characters who would settle for mm. fifth or sixth. They're going to give it a right go to go for third. They wouldn't get it, maybe, but they're going to go for it. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see it when they walk out on the pitch. They're going to fight and they're going to go for better than what they set themselves. Scott McLeish, that time, I'm just going to throw names out. At the, but, at the risk of sounding but, like an old man here. <laughs> go on. Um, Phil Chard. <laughs> is, that, is that maybe, uh, you know, football's changed? No, it's not. Players are paid far more money these days than no. they were back then. No, that's uh, rubbish. That's nonsense. Okay. All right. No, because you, when you look at teams <laughs> like... Sorry, Charles. No, nonsense. You look at what Leicester did that season. I know it's a one-off, but the likes of Wes Morgan won the Premier League because yeah. he's strived to be better than staying up in the division and they've ended up winning the league. It's Things like that can happen in football and you've got to have the attitude to go and do it. And it's not it's down to the individuals, but it's down to the club and it's down to how we set ourselves. It's down to how they're managed. And I mean, Colin Coldwood was in charge of one of the teams that got promoted. Um, and he had characters in his team and you could... It was it was the way that he played football. It's fine. We got promoted in the end. We did it. But there was still the likes of Chris Argreaves in there, weren't they? And the, the people who you could tell wanted it, wanted it. And I just don't get that feeling from them. And it's down to us now in the next six games to prove us wrong. Saying this yeah, here because we we're now we've put ourselves in a place in fourth. We've done good. We've done well this season. We've we've actually won games of football. We've lifted it a little bit. We've recovered from last season. John Brady's done a great job in terms of 
his his first full season in charge. It's his first full season in proper management. It was always going to be difficult starting afresh. But we've got ourselves in this position now, and it's down to the players now to show we are good enough and we want to get up. Prove us wrong. And that, that's all we want to say. And I'd be so happy to see us go and shove these words down our throats. But we, they've got to go out there as individuals now and show, I want this promotion for this football club. Right now. You know what? How, one of the things... Uh, sorry, Charles. No, I was going to say, do you know one of the things that frustrates me a little bit? Sam Hoskins. Well, <laughs> all the time. Um, we never really look like we're in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> You, but I know that's probably a weird thing to say for a urgency. Yeah. yeah, urgency. We, we were also never um, in a hurry under Martin Wilkinson either. Do you remember pass, <laughs> just leisurely passing it between us at the back? Yeah, I mean, it's not like that. But I just mean even like little lig- niggly things when the ball goes off and stuff. It's just like ambling over to the throw in and things like that. And it's like you know, look, promotion's achievable. Yeah. And like they're not got, talking about it either. You've they? got to go and take it, right? Yeah. No one's talking not, about promotion. No one's coming up after games when we've lost and going, you know, it's a massive, you know, we're, we're really like, they'll say the words, but it, it doesn't feel like they're really that first. Oh, we've always got next week. We'll, we'll come back and do it next week. Mm. Um, and it's, it, it's been like that all season though, hasn't it? Yeah, after but, a defeat, it's always okay. It, it's like that thing where, where John Brady has said in the past, so we'll go back to before Christmas, if we've had a defeat, he's always said, well, you know, we don't get carried away with it, blah, blah, blah. Just the same as you don't with a, with a win. And it's almost like that. that has still just gone on. Like, there's no urgency. There's no kind of, like, we need to go and win. If we, if we, you know, I, I, I've still not heard anybody turn around and go, if we've got aspirations of getting promoted this season, then we really need to go and win next week or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's all, it feels like yeah. we're having our expectations managed. Mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it does, actually. And I just kind of go, no, you you don't get to it to manage my expectations. I will manage them myself. I will manage them myself. (laughs) Quite right. I mean, look, before the season, we all gave predictions, and and my personal was I thought we'd finish 10th. And look, that was before a ball was kicked. That was before I'd really seen how this team was going to perform in, in, in the league. That was before we were sat basically in second place in the league for what felt like months. And before we started falling, you know, down the down the pecking order and getting beaten by terrible teams, or no, no, maybe not terrible teams, but certainly drawing against terrible teams like Scunthorpe. I lost to Barrow as well, didn't we? And losing to Barrow and and all of it. And I just think to myself, no, my expectations aren't because of where we were. Expectations change. That's the thing, isn't it? They do change. Of course it does. And so, therefore, my expectations started to be, well, I expect us to now challenge for promotion. It doesn't feel like we're challenging for promotion, though, now. It feels like we're almost giving up. And I'm not saying that they are. And, I, you know, don't get me wrong. If, if any of the players or, or the management team are listening, I'm not saying that you are giving up. But it almost feels like, because there's no lack of, as you were saying, urgency, Neil, there's no, there's no like passion about promotion. There's passion about yeah, the football that's what it club. Is. There yeah. is, but for promotion, there isn't anything. And I, and I just it feels don't... like it's, it's whimpering out the season. Yes. Yeah. And it's felt like that probably for a month or so, that slowly but surely things are winding down for the summer. <laughs> 
it's just gradually weird, it? it feels like ice, we're in feels like we're in 12, shop it? shirt <laughs> pasty shops just selling off some old stock brilliant Wait, where does chairs that are getting, getting involved <laughs> in that? i don't know yeah i don't know um, for me, that's what it feels like to me. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and I mean, the, the thing is, though, right? It sounds if ridiculous because we, if fourth, we do end yeah. up in fifth or sixth, suddenly it then becomes a knockout competition, doesn't it? And you just mm. think it comes exactly like it was a, few, a couple of years ago under Keith Curl. That it's that it turns into a different thing other than a league, and people see it as a cup competition, and suddenly we might spring to life again. <laughs> um, it's, it's. I just don't fancy any of against any of those teams below us at the moment no, I, I wouldn't fancy against us against any of them in the playoffs even do down think, to Salford do you think that the one of the things other things I read at the weekend was Daily Mail the Beano uh, no no absolutely <laughs> no. I love the difference that we just read <laughs> what did you say Charles the Beano the Beano you are the Beano oh no it's too, too highbrow for me um, <laughs> <laughs> I read on on Twitter, a couple of comments having a little bit of a dig at the style of football that we play. Mm. And one of the one of the even two two or three responses were saying that you can't blame John Brady and Colin Coldwood for that because they have don't, they don't have a big budget. And I didn't get involved. I wasn't involved in that Twitter thread at all at that point. I was just being a lurker in the background reading it. Mm. Um, but that's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> like. Big budget doesn't automatically mean great style of football, and low budget doesn't automatically mean crap style of football. The style mm. of football you play is the style of football you play. The quality of that style will obviously differ. The better players, the better quality, but the style and what you choose to play, i.e., bums off seat football mm. or bums firmly on seat, trying not to doze off football, um, that <laughs> doesn't. That's not impacted by. How whether your budget's bottom six, mid table, top six, or whatever it is, that's it, not impacted. No. The style is the style, right? I, I don't think it's actually that bad. The style. <sighs> I don't think I it's. Don't know, I don't think it's awful. <laughs> well, it's like, not we have our moments, but it's, it's not, no, but but it's not but Chris Wilder esque. Yeah, it's, the it's problem is better than Keith Curl style. It's not. It's not that much better. And if you look at those stats from earlier, look, second lowest successful pass percentage. That's atrocious. Second lowest number of short passes. Okay, look, you could argue that one's perhaps not as important because that's obviously not our style. Second lowest goals from open play. That is awful. Nineteenth, nineteenth in terms of shots on target. That's your entertainment stuff right there, right? Yeah, I mean, open, for me, goals from open play, shots on target. Yeah, we're I mean, both of them. Yeah, I mean, for me, the shots on target thing is the most worrying out of all of those. Personally, I, I look at yeah. that and I'm, I, I think, for it to, especially when you put our league position in into that, because you go, it's got to the point now where Brady is, is having to call out and say in interviews, well, we had, you know, we had a fair few chances, but he has to call them out individually because then <laughs> just like, well, you know, Mitch Pinnock hit the bar and. Uh, Am I right in saying that the club? Danny Rose had a header out. that he missed. Am I right in saying that the club tweeted a video of Mitch Pinnock hitting the bar? Yes. Yeah. Wh- why? Look at us. To show how we, close we came. We almost scored. <laughs> we almost scored. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they've got that one wrong, I'll say. I, 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 it's, I, and, and this I is not seen it, by the way. I, I, I'm going to guess now that in the comments were several Mansfield fans going and, and, and laughing at us because I we've put I out that. The and then there's loads of Cobblers fans going, what on earth is this? Oh, I Embarrassing. Um, I, to, to your point, Danny, is... 
Yes. I think it is still a relatively poor style of football because, so I think it's aesthetically slightly more pleasing than under Keith Curl. Keith Curl was definitely, definitely direct, direct, lump it, lump it, right? Mm, um, yeah. It's not as bad as that, but in terms of end product and which is the end, look, the entertainment of going to football is celebrating a goal and seeing chances, right? Yeah. That's the entertainment part. I'm not even that fussed about tippy-tappy football or anything like that, really. What I want to see is goals, shots on target, attacking football where possible, and us, the team I support, taking the game to the other team. That's, That's what fair. I want to see. And I don't think <laughs> we really see that. I think, I think actually, we set up to a little bit, play on the break. And I don't like it. I just found some comments, Charles, on that okay. video. There's only two. Oh, okay. Uh, Both from Charles. <laughs> <laughs> one says, embarrassing, we have to post this because it was our only chance. But the other one yeah. just says, it was easier to score, but it's more the person that I want to shout out. Stav Viking Nil Satis Nisi Optimum Exodi posted that. He's got a Norwegian and a UAE flag. Okay. okay. Is that not the Everton motto? No idea. He said it was easy to score. So, oh, I mean, apparently, if he's, if he's he saying is. that was easy to score as an Everton fan, then <laughs> apparently he is good friends with Podney Trotter. So, <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, um, just before we go for a, a quick break and then get to the post bag, remaining games: Bradford at home, Oldham away, Harrogate at home, Leighton Orient away, Exeter at home, and then Barrow away. Um, yeah. Shall uh, we have a little quick prediction of yeah. the points that we we'll get from them? Um, okay, yeah, go on then. Um, total points from the next six games. So, um, nine, I'm going nine. You're going nine, Danny. And I don't think that's going to be enough for the playoffs. I'm going nine. three for Bradford. Really, three, you yeah, think we'll uh, beat Bradford at home? Yeah. I don't. Well, don't. I do. Um, three against <laughs> Harrogate, yeah. and three potentially at Barrow. I think Oldham are going to beat us because yeah, of the Shes erection. I think Orient are going to beat us because they've got their own. Whatever reaction, <laughs> and I think Exeter will beat us. I, I'll, I'll go uh, seven. Okay, seven. I think Barrow will win, Harrogate will win, and then I think we'll potentially get a point at Orient. I I personally think we'll get a point at Oldham, beat Harrogate, and uh, get draws for a lot of the other. Uh, we'll lose to Exeter. I think yeah, I mean that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking at I'm looking at four. I'm being very pessimistic, I know, but four points from the last six games. The worrying thing is, none of those are going to be enough to get us no. into the playoffs. <laughs> no, <laughs> your tenth might come true. Oh, there we go. It, it, it needs a massive shift in attitude, like across the board. This is players, managers, supporters, everything, doesn't it? Yeah, for, players, it, to turn, for it to turn around to this at this point. Play a few more up front. Give Scott Pollock a chance. Go on. You might get a chance now that Lewis has been petulant. No, Sam Hoskins will be in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it'll be Mitch Pinnock. Mitch Pinnock in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh, Mitch Pinnock in the middle. The middle. Yeah, then... Pinnock nullifiers even more. So stick Pinnock in the middle. Brilliant. <laughs> and on that care. positive ditty, uh, we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. 
By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Shall we get some emails? It's time to read your letters out But things have changed, so listen out If you want to write about Northampton Town You'll need to write this next bit down Just have a rant, or just some fun At podcast at cobblerstome.com No matter if we lose or win Send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Beautiful. As I said at the start of the pod, uh, we had a lot of lovely messages um, over the last week. And uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you very much to everybody that got in touch about that. But um, there's a there's a different kind of uh, correspondence in your mm-hmm. post bag, uh, Neil. Who's disappeared on us? Oh, still here. Oh, there is you it are. poo? No, it's not poo. No. Is it? Is it poo? Is it about biscuits? No, it's not. Although it is about food. Oh, mm. there we go. There we go. Look, so it's actually from Robert Salmons, isn't it? It is. Yes. Mm. He has uh, been in touch. So he told us that he enjoyed listening to last week's episode. Whoop, whoop. Tremendous. Uh, especially the ideas for a street food fan park. He's let us know that if you'd like to try running your own food truck, you can now give it a go virtually with the food truck simulator available on Steam. (laughs) (laughs) The food truck simulator. That sounds amazing. I've tried a couple of them simulators on Steam. Have you? Yeah. I'm going to guess, Danny. Come on. The farm simulator. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's one. Flight simulator. Pardon? Flight. No. No? no I'm scared of heights, John. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, I don't really do the similar. I'll tell you what I do get into, though. The tycoon games. Oh, oh like, like roller, roller coaster. coaster. Yes. Oh, roller coaster. Tycoon. Hospital tycoon. Yeah, you could do anything. Golf course tycoon. Football Brilliant. club chairman tycoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. love the idea. I love that. Um, I, I, what would you, if Gorilla you, if you could simulate a food truck, Danny, Ooh. what type yeah. of food would you? If I could uh, simulate a food truck, what type of food? Yeah, um, would you? But does it have to be just one food that you serve all the time? Uh, like, like I'm thinking, like a type of cuisine. So, like, would oh, it we'd, be we'd like... have our Peruvian truck, wouldn't we, Charles? Oh, there you go. That'd be amazing. What sort of food do you get in in Peru, Danny? Oh, all sorts. All sorts. Any, okay. Any any kind of animal you can think of. All the food. All, all the, food. the food. Yeah, you uh, name it. Pig's Peru, heart, I think, it. was one of them. Um, nice. Well, some maybe. sort of intestines. Was right. going on over there. Yeah, lovely. Um, yeah, I assume that would be like in a hot dog bun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, had that just I ate that just outside the Peruvian National Stadium. Oh, that's tremendous! What's the National Stadium of Peru called, Danny? The Peruvian National Stadium. Oh, is that it? Oh, it's not like Adjective. named after Nobby <laughs> well, it... Solano or anything. <laughs> yeah, not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Nobby Solano Stadium. Uh, yeah. The Nobby End. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Estadio Nacional. Lovely. Is the actual name. 
I like it. Well, look, um, if you've got any thoughts on the cobblers that you think that we would like to hear and read out, any questions for us, um, then send your emails to podcast at cobblers2me.com or you'll find us on Twitter at cobblers to me. We're also on Facebook. Do that as well. I have a, I have a question. Oh, go on, Neil. Food truck related. Hmm. Should we? No, yes. no, we shouldn't. Definitely yes. <laughs> at, when the water park's up and running. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we? Well, it doesn't even have to be when the water park's up and running. It can be when the fan zone's done. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> should we buy a food truck between us? Mm. <laughs> we'll get Jeffy involved. Yeah. And serve jacket potatoes with any filling of your choice. Oh. Any filling? But what if we don't, we don't have it? What if someone asks? Yeah, what for, happens if somebody. Do we have wants... to like send someone up, up to Sainsbury's to get it? Yeah, yeah we, that's Jeffy's job. <laughs> <laughs> On the tractor up to, up to yeah. Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah. We could have a Robert and Matt Salmons filled jacket potato. Oh, there you go. Yeah, look at that. Nice. I enjoyed it. Um, now it's time for what listener Valerie said made her laugh out loud last week. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. It's our brand new feature, Neil's Lost Letters. What have you got for us this week, Neil? You did well, uh, trail an amazingly sounding one last week. I did. Is that the one that you're going to read to us? It's not. No, and I'll tell oh. you for why. Oh. <laughs> I'm saving that. Oh. For a special occasion. So you mean you've teased? I've teased it, and I will tease a bit more of that one okay. while we're here. Okay. Um, let me just find it in, in amongst all the other letters. Oh, here it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's one of the biggest ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love you, David. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> it's not far wrong. Uh, I'll just read out one of the lines from this one. Okay. We'll go through it all at one point. Yeah. Um, Cardoza has a long-term vision. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. It's that, technically not it. wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. It's not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> I'm so going to save that one until some action starts happening oh, with, nice. the, with the A-stand. So what's the title of the one that you're bringing us this week? Then? Yeah. Uh, the title of the one this week is Leader Could Be Key. Oh, oh. oh. sounds topical. What season's this from? Uh, you, well, that is one for you to guess. Okay, oh, okay. all right. Let's hear the it. Transfer window has now shut. Has it? Oh. And with the loan capture of Clark Carlisle. Oh, yes. yes. I hope we have signed our very own Superman. <laughs> Brilliant. Carlisle is an experienced defender, but more importantly, he's a leader of men. Oh, yes, he is. Which is exactly what we require in our current situation. Mm. I would give him the captain's <laughs> armband and then sit back and watch while he organises the defence and the rest of the team into her cohesive unit. Ooh. Do not underestimate how big of a signing Clark Carlisle is for Northampton Town. He will be the man to mould our bunch of individuals into a team. He's a winner and he won't accept second best from anyone. Ooh. With Ben Harding signing a permanent deal <laughs> on deadline day and the addition of Luke Guttridge last week, the spine of our side suddenly looks stronger and full of character. <laughs> oh. So it's how you went into Ben Harding. After <laughs> Straight from that. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, there we go. I, I enjoyed that one, Neil. That was lovely. There's a lot more to it. I do mention, I go on to mention Bayo uh, and. Lewis Young. Oh. <laughs> Ashley's younger brother, of course. Mm-hmm. So, so would that have been 2012? Must have been January 2012, mustn't it? 
by the way, this this that one actually ended with the, the last little paragraph ended with we might still be bottom of the football league, <laughs> but our bags are packed and we're primed and ready to start our ascent up the table. Oh, the times are just around the corner. Keep the faith. <laughs> oh, you weren't wrong, wrong though. In fairness, I wasn't uh, wrong, yeah. and, and until like May the twentieth or whatever it was. Yes, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Uh, on that one. However, there's numerous other of these where I am vastly wrong. <laughs> Can I? Uh, I remember when we signed Clark Carlisle, and it was yes. such a big signing for the Cobblers, wasn't it? I it mean, was, especially at the bottom of League Two as well. Yeah, it wrong, was a big signing, huge signing. And I mean, he was Ben Harding, not so much. No, <laughs> I he mean, contributed, Danny. He did, yeah. I think I, I probably. And, yeah, sorry, Charles. Mm. Before we go any further, mm. Ben Harding had fantastic hair. He did. You're right, but I do think that you're. I agree with what you said in in that letter, Neil, about how Clark Carlisle was was the man to basically sort our defence out and to we le- did lead us away from the bottom of the table, and he did it. He did it. Incredible. He was. Who was his? Who was his central defend defensive partner? Was it? Was it Langmead? Kelvin Langmead? Yeah, Langers was. Definitely... Was that the turnaround of Langers? Might have been. Mm. The making of Langers. There we go. You go, mm. let's see. But yeah, I'm always taught nonsense. Mm. Only ninety nine percent nonsense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fluttering of. There we go. <clears throat> Little fluttering. Little fluttering. Well, um, PFA chairman as well, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. And, uh... Do you want the title of next week's one? Yes, please. Well, oh, yes. well, hang on. One that. second. One second, though, Neil. Is this actually going to be next week's one? Because last yeah, week... Yeah, don't leave us hanging one. with a... You know, you can't just... Is this definitely going to be next week's one? <laughs> this will definitely be next week's one. Okay. Let me find, let me find one. Oh, uh, prepared, as, you, as always. What a week for the fans. Oh. I, can I guess what it's about? You can, yes. Is it about the time that David Cardoza and David McIntosh broke ground at Sixfield Stadium? It is not. Ah. Is it about the Scunthorpe March? It is not about the Scunthorpe March. Is it Mm. about that time that Clarence returned? Is not. I, I mean, I think you're, <laughs> you're thinking too big. Don't forget, this is around the time when we were bottom of the league. Oh, I think well. <laughs> we probably just won a game. Was it when Emil Sinclair scored twice at all? Oh, no, but I'll tell you what. The, the picture that accompanies it is of uh, a young Michael Jacobs. Oh, Ooh. very nice. Very nice. Okay, well, I look forward mm-hmm. to that next week, Neil. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you very much for that. Um, Shall we find out how NTFC women got on uh, this Ooh, weekend? Yes, please. Yes. Jolly good. So here's James Wiles with his report. Cobblers women won 8-0 away to Leicester City ladies in the league on Sunday. Leah Cadone scored four, Alex Ditt scored twice, and Faino and Eden Brown scored one each. The win means Cobblers move level in points, with top of the table Chesterfield two games in hand. They're ahead after just 50 seconds through Cadone. Noble doubled the lead a few minutes later. Cadone made it three before a quarter of an hour, but missed a chance to complete a first-half hat-trick late in the half when she side-footed wide from the penalty spot. She did score a third early in the second half and added a fourth after the hour. Dix finally got on the score sheet with 15 to go and doubled her tally soon after. And Brown rounded off the scoring with just over five minutes left. Lou Barry and Josh Oldfield's side host Rise Park next week. They won 7-0 and 7-1 when the sides met in the league in the FA Cup early in the season. I spoke to the joint managers after the win. 
So Lou, an 8 0 win today at Leicester Ladies. What are your thoughts on the performance? Yeah, good, good in most spells. Good in most spells. I think um, showed really good patience throughout most of the game. Obviously, the team sat back um, for most of the game, so obviously we were kind of in control of it. So we showed really good patience. Um, some good spells, some bad spells, as you can imagine, um, with the game being quite flat in patches. But overall, um, another clean sheet, eight goals, um, and we move on to the next one. And Josh, that's back-to-back eight-nil wins on the road. You're pleased with that? Yeah, really pleased. Really pleased. We, we've consistently kept clean sheets. Now we're adding a number of goals spread across the team as well, so couldn't be happy with, with the goals that we're adding and the quality of those as well. We're really high, so really, really delighted with that. And Lou, you'll be hoping to keep the momentum going going into the rest of the season. Yeah, that's what it's all about now. Six six league games left, um, and ultimately, you know, our, our challenge is to go out there and win them all. So it is about that momentum now going into the next one. Can we win the next one? Um, and, and just thinking it as said that cliche, but it's one game at a time for us. Um, so we want to take the momentum from today and keep pushing and make sure we finish strong. Finally, Josh, that begins with Rise Park next week. What are your thoughts going to that one? Yeah, probably a similar challenge to the one that we face today. We've, we've played them twice already this season, once in the league and once in the FA Cup. So we have a good idea of what they're about, but they have the same about us. Um, you can imagine that it would be quite a difficult game in terms of them sitting deep and, and that sort of stuff. So we'll have to be patient and we'll have to try and play with some ruthlessness today which would be important. So we go again and a similar challenge to this, this one today. Did anyone else hear we go again? Yes. Oh, <laughs> there we that's, are. <laughs> that, that, that's how you talk about going for promotion though, right? Absolutely. You're right. Can I, <laughs> I know it's, it's a great win and I'm not going to take anything away from that win and Leo Cadone is on fire again. Um, but have you seen <laughs> Leicester City LFC's goal difference? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> what is it? I'd like to Neil, know. I'm going to ask you, Neil, because you can't yeah. see it. Uh, 15 games played yep. in the league. How many goals do you think they've conceded in that time? 15 games. Go- uh, what's their record? How many have they won and lost? Uh, they haven't won any of those games. They've drew Brilliant. one and okay. lost 14. <laughs> really, oh, right, okay. so keep in mind, 15, guessed, guess, but... 15, 15 games. How many 15. goals would you expect even a team at the bottom of the table to concede? I will go with minus... Uh, how many goals have they conceded, basically? Yeah. Okay, how many goals? So, yeah, okay. They've scored eight, just for context. Oh, right, they've scored eight, okay. <laughs> uh, 100 Ooh. and 21. Oh, it's close. 119. Oh, See, I was hoping Ooh. you were going to say 50 or something. Then, so yeah, because no, like, like, you don't ask that sort of question unless it's a big figure, <laughs> right? True, true. Minus yeah, 100. Right. <laughs> God, that is, uh, um, that's a lot of goals, you can see. Must be a bit demoralising for them. Yes, Huge they've got one point. Um, are they in the? Are they? Are they I assume that are they in the wrong league? Possibly. they're going to be relegated, aren't they? By the looks, because yeah, there's nothing. You I mean you can't? You can't really gain anything from getting no. hammered every no. week. No. Well, there's a, there's only one relegation spot, so they are still technically only five points behind Rise Park, but who have only won once. <laughs> sort of I'm giving them hope. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they won their last few games one nil and just stay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, Cobbler's great win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that stays in touch because I think um, Lincoln won fourteen nil. I think who wow. were just behind them. Um, oh, that, that induced a wow. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, you say uh, you say who are just behind them? They're not just behind them. They've got a game in hand on on the Cobblers, but 
They've only got Seven 25 points, points and we've got yeah, 32. They're the close, yeah, the closest team behind us. Yeah. Chesterfield won 3-0, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still 11 on points with two games in hand. Yeah. It's up there. Indeed. I was, I was just having a look at the fixtures, actually, as to what's actually remaining for... Yeah. Um, I think we need another Sixers women. game before the end of the season if it's like... on. If well, I've on got it. a suggestion. Oh, go on. So, if... Uh... Promotion push does, in fact, seem like it's petering out. Mm. Let's swap it around. Get <laughs> the men's team at Harbour on yeah. a Sunday. Get them yeah. over there. That'll learn them. And the ladies up at six fields, 3pm on a Sunday. Oh, love Actually, look at this. We've got Lincoln. It looks like last game of the season. We have. That's Whoa. as long as. That's as long as. Because um, uh, it says here that the Notts County game, which is away on the 24th oh, yes. of April, has been postponed. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Because Lincoln played Chesterfield on the last day of their last mm. day. So, so it could get go. moved around a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looking at this. So teams that we've got left to play. So oh, Mansfield. Mansfield boo, away. Yeah, that's been postponed from a couple of weeks ago, in fairness, by the looks of this, 20th of March. Um, so Rise Park. Next weekend, yeah. 2 o'clock, Harpole playing fields. Uh, then we've got to play Leicester City again, this time at home. Yeah, 79-0. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Leicester women's team who are listening. Then it'll be Mansfield at home. Um, and then that game against Lincoln United. And then somewhere we'll have Mansfield away and uh, Notts County away yeah, as well. Yeah, it's them Mansfield games and the Lincoln one that... Yeah, so... Um, so there we go. Um, lots, mm. lots of games left. Six games left for both the men's and the women's sides. Um, both teams going for promotion. <laughs> oh, are they? Can which they one? <laughs> which one will make it? Don't well, they can uh, both make it? Oh well, of course, but uh, yeah, well, it's allowed. You can't, you can't just choose. <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> it's not allowed. It's um, Josh sounded like he's in a lot of shouting. Did no, didn't no. he? Need some lemsip, that boy. We go again, indeed. I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Friday with the preview show, looking ahead to that game against Bradford. Uh, thanks to Danny and you, Neil, as well. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening. Remember, if you like what we do and you want to support us to keep making all these episodes, these podcasts, the blog, everything, then you can join the fan club on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. That's all from us. I hope you have a great week. Up the cobblers. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. podcast is a proud member of the fan hub 100 football without fans is nothing support the podcast on patreon by joining the it's all cobblers to me fan club every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our meet the staff series hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.